Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. I'm your girl, Jessie Mae Peluso. This is a Dr. Peluso episode. If you'd like to see the video, we're popping it up on our Patreon page. Go to our fan club, patreon.com forward slash Jessie Mae Peluso to watch the video for this podcast. We will still be posting clips on YouTube. If you want to check out the clips, go to youtube.com forward slash Jessie Mae Peluso. And you want to see me live? I have a couple dates tonight. I'm in Omaha. I'm probably on stage right now. Tomorrow I'll be in Omaha at the Omaha Funny Bone with Kalia McNeil. If you've got any friends out here in this part of the country, in the Midwest, in the middle America, send them to our show. And if they miss us here, we're going to be in Loyola at the Loyola Comedy Store near San Diego, California. That's February 14th, Valentine's Day. Come be my Valentine. That's Loyola Comedy Store, February 14th. I believe one show. One show, 8 p.m. If you don't have a date, that's okay. Come through. Come through with your girls. Come through alone. We have a little bit of something for everybody. And also have an exciting announcement for something that's going on in my life that's at the very end of the podcast. I remembered I wanted to tell you guys something important, so make sure you check that out. And if you want to submit for Dr. Peluso, you can submit questions, email them to us, comedy at gmail.com, or check out my Instagram page and look for that Dr. Peluso question box, usually Sundays to Mondays on my Instagram story. You can submit your question there. And you can email us if you have any suggestions as to who you'd like to see interviewed or subjects you'd like to see discussed, news articles, any sort of thing that you have for the podcast, please email that to us. And also, please rate and review. If you have a moment, you can tell us how you feel about the podcast. Go to the Apple app, click rate and review, leave us a review, let us know how you're enjoying the podcast. And without further ado, I hope you enjoy this episode you guys know Dr. Peluso. I'm board uncertified. I do not have a college degree. I only went to college for about two years. And this is solely based on my life experience. I don't try to pretend I am a professional. I am not trying to act like I know and have all the answers. I'm only supplying information based off of what I've experienced. So take it with a grain of salt because I am not a pro. I am not a doctor. 
I am just a regular chick who has been through some stuff and likes to share what I've experienced with others and feel like I have a duty. I have a duty to be like, this is how I lived my life. These are the decisions I made and this is what I learned. And I think that's what we need to do more in life. Share our experiences express what we've been through to people in our life and hopefully we can make and create tiny ripples you know not not that we can change every single person's life but hey I've got a platform so that's what I'm gonna do with it and I hope you guys enjoy this week's episode of the sharp tongue podcast with the one the only board uncertified with a PhD in life experience partial college degree This individual has lived a life. She enjoys to share it. She's here with us today. And boy, are we lucky to have her because her schedule is through the roof. Mr. (laughs) Mrs. What? Dr. Peluso. (laughs) Sharp Tongue Podcast. Beep, 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 beep. You're listening to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. I'm your host, Jessie Mae Peluso. It's a personal... Look, well, it's not really a look because it's a podcast. I'm already fucking this up. This is kind of like a verbal comedy diary, a deep look into the crevices of my mind. It's going to get dirty. You might cry. You probably laugh. Hopefully you'll laugh. The whole point is for you to laugh, but you also might cry. I talk about my family. I talk about farts. farts. I talk about love, loss, comedy, how hard it is to make it in this biz. I'm a fucking professional. Each week it's something different. Sometimes I have a guest host. Sometimes it's going to be a movie companion episode. Sometimes I just ramble about the bullshit I dealt with the week before. You never know what you're going to get. It's raw, uncut, and funny. It's me. Hey everybody. Welcome. This is your girl Jessie Mae. Well actually, hold on. Dr. Peluso at your service. Not a real doctor. No training. No official training. I'm only coming at you with my life experience. I feel like this is how doctors wear it, right around their neck. I am not a professional. I am not an expert. I'm just a human being who's been through the gamut of things. Not a victim or a victor. A regular human being who's been through some life experience. And I'm here to relay all that I can to help you guys. And if you want to submit your questions, you heard in the intro. But again, go to my Instagram page on Saturday and Sundays to my Instagram story and you could submit your Dr. Peluso questions or you can email them to us at jessiemaypelusocomedy at gmail.com. A couple of you of you have emailed me questions pertaining to grief and loss and I will include that in a, another grief survival guide episode. So if you have submitted those questions and haven't seen any responses, that will be included in a special episode for you guys. I am in sunny Omaha, Nebraska. I'm in my hotel room in Omaha right now. We're about to do shows tonight. I'm going to be at the Omaha Funny Bone. So if you're listening, well, you're listening to this. I'm at the o- Omaha. I'm probably on stage right now while this is up. And tomorrow night, I have two shows, 7 and 9.30 at the Omaha Funny Bone. Tell your friends. If you have any friends out here in the middle of the country, in, in, corn, fre- in corn fed America, there's steak and corn out here. So I'm very excited for my shows. I'm with my friend Kalia McNeil, who's featuring for me, and it's going to be a great time. We're also going to go see my friend Dave's movie, A Knock at the Cabin, M. Night Shyamalan's new movie. Uh, am I butchering that last name? Possibly. I don't mean to. But, you know, sometimes when you're traveling semi-cross country, you don't get a lot of sleep. Your brain isn't quite firing on all cylinders, and that's me today. So I hope this episode goes well. I hope I'm recording everywhere I need to be recording. I had a funny experience on the way to Omaha 
we connected in Salt Lake City, Utah, and I joined a Mormon family. No, we were at the Salt Lake City, Utah airport. And, you know, when you go to the gate, you go down that hallway, you assume there's a plane at the end of that hallway. And then sometimes you're taken through the lion, the witch, and the wardrobe, and you go through an armoire, and you end up on a city bus driving down the tarmac of an airport. And then and then I'm immediately transported to being inside of Sandra Bullock's body, old Sandy B, in the movie Speed with Keanu Reeves over my shoulder and Dennis Hopper threatening to blow up the bus. Every single time. Every single time I have to get on a bus through the gate door of an airplane, of a terminal, I am transported to the movie Speed. Why am I on a bus? Are we driving to our connection? Why hasn't the airport been finished? And I kid you not, we pull up and there are those construction pods that they turn into offices on construction sites that have become pop-up terminals in the middle of the, the parking lot, essentially, of the airport. And we had to get off the bus, walk across. I mean, planes are passing by. It doesn't feel regulation. It doesn't feel safe whatsoever. It feels like we are committing a crime and that we're just hopping. I feel like we're smuggling something. Why am I walking up a staircase in the outside onto a plane? The only way I should be doing that is if it's a private jet. And I'll tell you that much. It was not a private jet. Although I will tell you that Warren Buffett's lawyer was on our flight. I don't think it was Warren Buffett's lawyer. I'm pretty sure he was a personal injury lawyer, but he, he had a very lawyerly jacket on. Very, very long, you know, cognac-colored pea coat that screamed personal, personal injury lawyer. <laughs> I can't even say it. A pea coat of a personal injury lawyer. That's what this guy had on. And I just, I was videotaping this gentleman from afar just joking that he was Warren Buffett's lawyer. He couldn't hear me. I didn't know him. I didn't hear anything about him. He was at a distance getting onto the plane, the, the smuggling plane that we were all crawling up stairwells to get to. And he's walking down the aisle of my, of my plane. And I go, sir, what do you do for work? He said he was a lawyer. So letting you know that I have a keen eye. I know what you guys do for work. I know what you do for a living. Don't try and hide it or deny it. I'm going to, I'm, it's, it's something I'm good at. When I'm on stage, I just know what people do for work. It's the only thing I'm good at. Let's be honest. I will burn food, but I can tell what you do for a living. Now, like I said, I am not a doctor. This is not what I do for a living. It has become a fun way to interact with you guys and answer your questions and offer you some assistance based off of what I've experienced and the little bit of wisdom I have acquired through this life. I feel like that's our duty as people to give back, to share stories. That's how we grow. That's the oldest form of entertainment is storytelling and sharing each other's experiences. So without further ado, let's get into this Dr. Peluso episode. Is there anything else I want to tell you guys? Yes. San Diego, I will be in your town February 14th, one night, Valentine's Day. Let me be your Valentine. I'm going to be, I'm going to be at the Loyola, Loyola Comedy Store. It's a mouthful. I always want to say Loyola. Loyola Comedy Store. I think I'm saying it right. It's going to be so embarrassing if I'm not. February 14th, one night only with Clea McNeil. Let us be your Valentines. 
Come Hang Out Comedy Store. And I have a whole bunch of new dates on my site. I'm going to be in Chicago in the summer. I'm going to be in Minneapolis. I'm going to be in Arizona again. I'm going to be in Vancouver, Edmonton, Canada. I think I'm coming back to... Uh, Syracuse, we're figuring out what the end of the year is going to look like. I can't believe we're already talking about another tour. Wow. Well, there's a bunch of dates on my website. And needless to say, before we get into these Dr. Peluso episodes, I will put the link up. You guys can always connect on the show notes to find my website, jessiemay.com. Okay, Dr. Peluso, let's see what we got. We've got so Casey, nothing to ask, came across your comedy and you're fucking hilarious. Trauma bonding 110%. Thank you so much. I'm glad that you connect with my comedy. That means the world that what I say on stage or on podcast connects with you guys, makes you feel joy. Honestly, it's it's one of the only things I'm good at and it's really cool to hear how you guys connect with me and, and that you relate to my craziness. So I appreciate that. And trauma bonding's tricky. You know, we can do that sometimes with people. And I think when I, I know you're just saying this probably as a joke, but you know how I, I, my nature is to dig into things. And when I hear trauma bonding, I know I've done it in the past, but trauma bonding can be tricky because it requires a certain consistent level of personal evolution in order for you to maintain a relationship with someone and not all of us heal at the same rate and we know healing is not linear and I think that's what happens when we experience a shift in our friendships and we feel like we wake up one day and we don't really know this person the way we used to know them and I think that comes from a trauma bonding with a person and you guys evolving through your traumas at different rates and B, people grow at different rates and people evolve at different rates. So we wake up one day and we feel like we don't know this friend when we do, but we have evolved ourselves. So the connection isn't quite there. It's almost like a puzzle that was once intact and someone shook up the box. You know, some bratty toddler took the the, po- the puzzle and messed it all up. That That's kind of what happens in relationships when we outgrow one another. And it happens with family as well. And it's so interesting because I think so many of us feel like we have a commitment to our family. And I'm going to say something that's probably not popular and I don't think it's a fact. It's only something that I've learned through my life. Just because they're your family doesn't mean they have to be your friends. And it also doesn't mean they have to be in your life. That's what I've learned for myself. And it's an unfortunate truth. And toxic people come in all shapes, sizes, and dynamics. And sometimes that exists within your own family. So I say no to trauma bonding as much as you can try to make that happen. But sometimes being able to have a shoulder to cry on is, is healthy. So you got to find that that balance, I think, in your own life. Let's see what we have. We got Tim Fresh One coming through. OG, hope you are well and healthy. I'm feeling a little bit better. I know I've been going through an evolution myself. And this year's been so strange you know, I'm not one to complain. I'm not one to make excuses. But I do think going into January with all this really wet weather in, in LA, I also was sick again. I got a cold or something for a couple weeks and an incessant cough. And I think all of that compounded sort of made it difficult for my year to kick off. And I've been trying to find my own momentum through that. But I do feel I'm coming out of this mood. 
I do feel better. I, I, I feel that, you know, I've experienced a couple things in my world I can't really talk about because I don't want to blow up my people in my life's life. I don't want to exploit people's experiences, but I've gone through some things where I, I needed to extend myself to people. And sometimes we have to do that. And I'm not trying to martyr myself, only saying that there's been a couple things in my life starting off this year that have given me a challenge in the department of momentum. But right now I'm feeling great. So thank you, Tim Fresh One. I appreciate you coming back and always showing positive love and support. Rogue MMS 2018. I also think you're a repeat customer. When are you going to do a podcast with Trash Tuesday, Joe Rogan Experience, Honeydew, Burt Cast, etc.? Well, I've been on all of those except for Trash, Trash Tuesday. They have requested me to come on the podcast a handful of times. I haven't been able, uh, available yet. So maybe a Trash Tuesday is in our near future. Joe Rogan Experience, I have done three times. I think I'll be back on in March. It depends on the release of my Netflix show. My unnamed Netflix show. Uh-oh, I hear police. Oh, we got Omaha police. I hear them. It's probably a rogue cowboy flying down the highway. I am going to be on Rogan in, in March, depending on when my show comes out for Netflix. Honeydew, I've done two or three times. Burtcast, I think I ha maybe Burtcast is a good one. I'll hit Bert up and see if we should podcast again soon. I think I've only... Been on his podcast once. It was a pre-quarantine. And he invited me over to do the podcast at like 10 in the morning. I arrive at his place a little before 10 and he was asleep. And his amazing wife and I had coffee in the kitchen and he showed up about an hour later. Typical Burt fashion. But I would love to do his podcast again. I'll have to hit him up. Thanks for the reminder. And as far as Trash Tuesday, whenever I'm available, those girls have tried those trashy girls have tried. Sam Safami, S-A-F-M-M-M-M-I-E. Jesse May, first of all, I love you. Second, how the fuck does one navigate dating in their 20s with a sad face with a tear? Dating is hard at any age. I am convinced dating is hard at any age. And navigating in your 20s is so difficult because you don't quite know who you are. And I don't think you ever come to that realization in completion ever in your life. I think you're always evolving into who you're going to become if you're somebody who is a, on the journey of self-growth or self-evolution and personal growth. I think you're always realizing yourself and becoming self-actualized is a process and not a destination. That's what I truly believe. But that being said, in your 20s, as a woman, you're combating so much. You're coming out of this, your teens and you're evolving into a woman, but you're not quite a woman because you still have all of this programming and this sort of idea of who you think you are, but it's really based off of what other people have projected onto you, your parents, whoever raised you. So you're living out in the world as almost like a, a, a copy of who you are or, or a, a projection of who you are. And this is just a personal, um, explanation. This might not be what you're going through. Maybe you're somebody who's one of the lucky ones who just knows who they are right out the gate. And, 
I am somebody who's evolved into this individual, but I do think dating is difficult because of that. I think you're figuring out a lot for yourself and you're so young. And I think the way to navigate dating in your 20s, and this is so hard to do because matters of the heart are very complicated. And if you're somebody who's not afraid of love like me, it's it's difficult to find another individual who is also not afraid of love. And I think that that, that can be a there are trials and tribulations within that journey to discover someone who is also able and willing to be emotionally available. And I think in your 20s, it's difficult to find that. And it's also a time when you should be having fun. That's that's what's hard to say. It's like, oh, have fun. But what about my heart? There's got to be a, a happy medium there somewhere for you. And I think learning that sometimes people are there for a season, a reason, a lesson, or a blessing. That's what I say. It sounds cheesy, but this is what I have equated into my life when it comes to like friends and people I know and even family members. You learn that you can learn something from each experience that you have. And the main thing is to learn how to show up more authentic for yourself and how to not placate to people to get people to fall for you or fall in love or just to have a companion. I think so many of us are so afraid of being alone that we sacrifice who we are just to have somebody near us. And that can build resentment. I don't believe you can build a strong relationship on that. I think that's a a very rickety foundation to have for any relationship. And I think you're doing yourself a disservice. But then again, in your 20s, you're just discovering things. So I think you should have fun. Have fun. Have a good time. Make mistakes. Be protected and try to not be too reckless. But then again, if there is a time to be reckless, it's in your youth. But I do think this culture celebrates recklessness a little too recklessly. I think that there is something to be said about being a little bit more reserved and being uh, respectful of yourself and being very particular I think there's a pressure on girls and we're evolving out of this. How many times can I say evolving? I think that's the 35th time on this episode. But I think we are progressing away from the idea that women need to be submissive. And there is a, in my mind, I do like a traditional relationship. But I think in today's day and age, you know, women need to learn how to really stand up for themselves and, you know, find a way to not not be afraid to to speak their mind you know and so I think it can be tricky out there in, in, in the dating world you know but have fun in your 20s and try to be as authentic as you can and never ever sacrifice who you are for company and who you are for just having somebody around loneliness and authenticity is is a lot more important than being with someone just to be with someone you know, so be, be particular. Don't be afraid about being particular and don't be afraid about uh, being alone. There's nothing wrong with either of those things. And you don't need to rush into something just because you don't want to be alone. Take your time. Hope that helps. Let's see. Slim Jim Tim Sim. He's back. The boy is back. My wife burps and farts louder than me. Should I be embarrassed? No, she should be. Look, I don't do that in front of my guys. No, 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 no. Keep that separate. 
We got to keep that separate. Okay. We can't, how do you maintain? I feel like you need to maintain mystery in a relationship. And, and look, I might be wrong, but I think we get, everything gets too incestuous in a relationship. I remember this article I read about this couple in New York City who had been together for, I don't know, 50 years, maybe maybe longer. And the interviewer asked what the secret was. And the woman said that they had separate sections of the house. I think space is really important. And I think keeping your bodily noises to themselves is really important. important. And this is coming from me. I think it's very important to keep those noises to yourself. If they escape in the night, hey, that's somebody else's problem. <laughs> but I don't know. I think we need to maintain some mystery. And mystery can come in all types of of shapes and sizes and, and noises. And I think we need to keep certain things more mysterious than others. So if your wife is burping and farting, hey, if that doesn't bother you, congratulations go ahead and live that life with your wife if that doesn't bother you more power to you I just think it might be hard to maintain that spark when you fart okay girl code (laughs) okay let's see what else we have here um Loyola 09 why are men so crazy and mean Well, my first question is, why is that your opinion of men? And what types of men are you hanging around with? When I think of men, I don't think they're crazy and mean. I I, I look at men individually. I was raised by a very amazing man and a very respectful man. So I, I don't have this view of men in that sense. I think that that's something that comes from yourself. Oftentimes... Our perception of the world is based on our internal perception and and how we feel about ourselves. And this isn't a jab at you. I could be completely wrong. But it sounds like either somebody crossed you or you have men in your life who have treated you a certain way that has made you have this perspective that all are crazy and mean. And I think some men are crazy and mean. And probably if we look at it statistically, there are more men that are crazy and mean than there are women. I could be wrong. I'm looking at the homicide rates and I, I don't think I'm wrong. I'm probably not wrong. But there's a possibility I am. And, you, you know, I honestly, if I had to guess, I think it comes down to love and the ability to express it. This is something that as human beings, we need to survive. This is something that is a, it's, 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 it's like food and shelter and sleep. It is just a basic need, love. And I think it, it can be a little bit more challenging for men. I think we're go- coming into a place in our society where men are feeling more empowered themselves to be emotional and to express themselves. And we're also experiencing men who are having a very difficult time doing that. I think we're in a real divide right now or the the divide between the men who have and have not love and the ability to express it is very wide. It's like a it's like a um you know a low it's it, it's like a low class society without any middle class. And it's just a low class and the high class society and there's no middle class. That middle class real, is real important for all of us. And I think men need to have the ability to 
experience love and express love. And I'm, I'm not here saying or trying to advocate for men more than women, but we are specifically talking about why men are so crazy and mean. And then there's ones that are just plain jerks, probably because they were also raised by jerks and they weren't taught how to treat women or themselves. All of it seems to be able to be tracked back to your childhood. And it seems very cliche to say, but what what happened in your childhood to make you have this opinion of men and what experiences with men did you have to make you feel this way? I think it's more important to ask, why are you feeling this way? And I will reference this book that I've referenced multiple times. You guys know I've had it in the show notes, probably a couple different episodes. I suggest you read An Untethered Soul by Michael Singer. I keep it. I usually travel with it. I don't have it with me this time. But it is a journey into yourself and realizing why you think the thoughts you think and, and why so many of the thoughts we think, think are lies we tell ourselves. So check out that book, Loyola, and do some journaling. Do some journaling and be, be brutally honest with yourself. It's a good time to be brutally honest with yourself. Care of is a subscription service that ships high quality, personalized vitamins, supplements, and powders conveniently to your door every month. Care of's ingredients are thoughtfully sourced and backed by research so you can feel good about what you're putting into your body. I love to feel good about what I'm putting in my body. You know, that's why I read labels. That's why I read ingredients. And Care of's daily vitamin packs are great for on the go and they're made of plant-based compostable film so you can stress less about your impact on the environment. I always think about that. Like all this stuff I use, all these packaging things and items that I throw away, I feel like I'm creating a larger footprint right now. So it feels good to know that we are creating less of an impact on the environment and a better impact on the environment. Now each shipment comes with a customized pamphlet showing you exactly what is in your individually daily packets and why it was recommended specifically for you and your health goals. It's so exciting to get these cute little packets. The boxes are adorable. It makes me feel like I have this beautifully customized plan of of attack when it comes to my health because I get overwhelmed with knowing what to take and when you take that little online quiz it makes it soups easy we need things to be easier and to know that we're not creating a larger carbon footprint on the earth so this this honestly makes me feel better about myself and what you guys are going to get, you're going to get 50% off your first care of order if you go to takecareof.com and enter sh- code SHARP. That's takecareof.com and enter code SHARP, S-H-A-R-P-5-0, to get 50% off your entire first order at Care Of. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and What do I even say other than, hey? (sighs) Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Let's see what else we got going on here. Um... Of course, now my computer wants to stall. Well, I got questions here. Don't worry, we're good. 
Monsieur, Monsieur Bissau, uh, Monsieur Bissau. I'm probably butchering your name as well. He says, any plans to bring back Fart Fridays? Absolutely, absolutely miss watching those submissions. You know, I wanted to do a whole bunch of different things this year. I know Fart Fridays was some was a lot of your favorites, and a, a lot of you guys loved it. And I know we miss Weeds Day, but in the creative space, we have to also make changes. And I've wanted to do different types of content for you guys. And that's what I'm digging into different things. And with this podcast talking about what interests me and not feeling like I need to be a, a, a clown all the time. I, what I'm finding is that you guys like when I'm talking like this and like when I'm giving advice and just being real. So maybe fart Fridays will make a, a return. I'm not sure. I don't know. I miss it as well, but sometimes it's good to miss things. You know, we can't have everything all the time. We can't be satiated all the time. We're not meant to be satiated all the time. That's what causes a lot of our health problems. We have to learn to yearn and be comfortable with that. Um, Timeless Tony. What a name. Would you say you have a low libido? That's a weird question. Would you say you have a low libido? What are you asking about my libido for? Did I talk about it? I think I might have spoke about it before. I don't. No, I'm, I'm doing great, Tim. Time timeless Tony to me, the tool man, Taylor, <laughs> Dikema underscore. What's a guy got to do to get pegged around here? Wow. Maybe just ask that question in West Hollywood. I'm sure you could get the answer real quick without me even needing to help you. Truly. Let's see what else we have. Catherine, the great 98 great name. She asks, can you help me get a date with Matt Rife? I am not a matchmaker. I'll tell you that much. That is not my job. And I wish you all the best to make that happen for yourself. You know, but why stop there? Why not just go right for, go right for Pete Davidson? Why stop at Matt Rife? Go to PDD. Make it happen. Maybe you should do like a Matt Rife and Pete Davidson world tour. I, you know, I would imagine that Matt Rife has quite the list of ladies who are trying to date him. Nothing against you, but you know, I'm not sure you want to date a male comedian. That's all. That's all I'm going to say. That's a, that's a journey that can be really tumultuous. So Godspeed, Catherine, the great 98. And I wish you, I wish you the best. Sherman, Blakey Sherms, OG fan. He asks, are tortas still your favorite or have you found something new you like more? Tortas? The chicken tortoise sandwich, not coming back at Baja Fresh, has caused an emotional scar that will never, ever, ever go away. There's no amount. What, what, what fan just came on? Unbelievable. The fan didn't work all night. And now the fan in my hotel room all of a sudden is turning on when I'm recording a podcast. Nothing in the world works anymore. Nothing in the world works the way it should. I have to see if I can stop this. Wait, come on. Oh, let's just get through this. I'm, this is so frustrating. Literally, I was sweating my balls off last night in the, in the bed and the fan didn't want to work. And now when I'm, re- okay, it's fine. I do. Now I want a tortoise sandwich, Blakey Sherm. I got to be honest, not having the tortoise sandwich has really been a problem for me. It, it was only available for like a, 
a couple months at Baja Fresh. And the sandwich now that I get at Baja Fresh is the Baja Burrito with Wahoo fish. I get the grilled Wahoo Ono and I get only a little bit of the pico de gallo because it's too much tomato. I can't have all that tomato in my Baja Burrito. It's, it's, it's too much acid. We have to balance all those flavors out. It's delicious. Baja Fresh is one of my favorite franchises, quote unquote, fast food, even though it's relatively healthy. I ask them every time I go in, I go, Senor, donde esta la torta sandwich? And he says, yo no sé, yo no sé. And those words, those three words break my heart every time. And every time I go in, I know he's going to say yo no sé, but I just hope it's the day where he goes, espera, espera mija, it's coming. I just wait for that. I'd wait for it, but I don't think it's ever going to happen. So the torta I have written off, like some people in my life. The sandwich has been written off. Let's see what else we have here. Mon Pussu. Oh, we already answered your question about Fart Fridays. We did the low libido. What's a guy got to do to get pegged around here? Um, This question I want to ask last because it's a really good one. Oh, Inamaya, Inam. Ina Mai G. Oh, my girl. Okay. She's asked questions a few times. How are you doing, Ina Mai G? I'm, I don't know if I've ever realized how to say your name as well. So I apologize, but I know you have submitted questions to Dr. Peluso episodes before and thank you so much. So I appreciate you. She goes, how do you know you're making the right decision when it comes to a big life changes? I don't think, you know, I really don't think, you know, if you're making the right decision, because we don't know how life is going to turn out. So much of what I've done in my life has been not necessarily not thought out, but it's been kind of on a whim. And it's been me basically following my gut and my heart the whole way with a little bit of the mental consideration, a little bit of a, a forecast, if you will, because I am somebody who likes to plan But as far as knowing if you're making the right decision, I don't think you ever really know. I I think we, it's more important that we are decisive and that we plan a little bit, but you know, that cheesy saying life is what happens when you're planning it. When you, you know, life is what happens when you, when you plan for it, whatever that saying is, that phrase, it kind of is true. You hope you're making the right decision. I mean, think about just having a kid. How do you know you're making the right decision there? You never know. And and, and when you're a first-time parent, you're just throwing spaghetti at the wall every day, I would imagine. And think about back in history, before there were as many resources as as we have now, people were just having kids willy-nilly. Probably not even worried if they're making the right decision. I think we're too concerned these days And I think we overthink so much. It's not that we're too concerned. I think we just overthink so much about our life that it ends up passing us by. We do so much anxiety-based thought processing instead of just experiencing the moment. And I think a lot of that has to do because we're inundated with so much information. We have our phones in our hands. We have a computer at, at our fingertips and we can get information at any moment and it's, it's, caused us to be stressed about things that don't matter and it's caused us it's caused us to feel this pressure to know everything that's going on at all times in the world let alone our own lives and I think that's also what has caused our relationships to struggle and to become tattered and and broken because we've cast too wide of a net in our world in our life 
our nets are cast too, too wide. And so we're stressed about making the right decision and making sure we message every single person back. If I message every single person back who reaches out to me, I would never message every single person back. Do you understand? There's too much communication. I don't know if that we're meant to think so globally and be so globally involved. I think there's a price to pay and that price is anxiety. We're experiencing a global anxiety pandemic right now. And, and what happens for me when I am anxious is I experience op, uh, option paralysis. I can't make a decision. I, I'm unable to process decisiveness. I, I can't even think about being decisive because I'm so overloaded. And this option paralysis is real. Even down to the simplest decision is what I'm going to wear on the flight. Sometimes when I have so much anxiety, if I haven't slept well, I can't make a decision decision about my plane outfit. So I think we're experiencing anxiety that is like option paralysis based anxiety. And so when you're talking about knowing how you're making the right decision, you don't. The most important thing is you're decisive, is that you make a decision and you, you know, you do it the best that you can. You know, you, you, you really give it all you've got. And the one thing, and I know this may be a luxury, is I've never had a plan B uh, on most of the decisions I've made in my life. And the decision to leave Syracuse when I was 18, I didn't have a plan B. I just was looking forward. And then leaving and going to Boston. And then the decision to leave Boston to go to New York, I, I didn't have a plan B. I just went forward. And then the option and decision to leave New York and go to L.A., I didn't even consider a plan B. And that's not to say, Ina, Ina Maya, Ina Maya, that I didn't think, am I making the right decision? Sure, I thought it, but I didn't let that thought stop my momentum. I think you, you could always convince yourself you're making the wrong decision. And sometimes you talk yourself out of making any decision at all. I think the greatest paralysis we can experience is indecisiveness. I think that causes a life paralysis. And I think it's more important just to be decisive and to have faith that what you're doing is right for you and that you will learn the lesson you need to learn on the other side of it. I think it's more important to to think big and to make a decision and to keep going forward. That's that's how I've gotten to where I've gotten and I have so much more that I want to accomplish and I really believe a lot further to go but I think it's more important for you to make a decision than worry about if you're making the right one so I hope that helps let's see Suda Buick what's the key to happiness wow I think the key to happiness is to know that happiness is a a moment Happiness is not an eternal state of being. I think that is a really unrealistic destination and an unrealistic notion that we should be happy all the time. That's not normal. Humans experience an array of emotions on a daily basis. We've got, what, 60,000 to 100,000 thoughts a day? And all those thoughts aren't happy thoughts. And I think thinking happy thoughts all day long is unrealistic. I do think a majority of your thoughts can become healthier. 
to say happy thoughts all day long, I think is, is very unhealthy. I think we need to have an array of thinking an array of emotions so that we can process everything we're processing. I do think it's important to have a healthy outlook on life and that, that involves a lot of things. I think the key to happiness is, is health first and foremost your own personal health. I don't think you can experience happiness without your own personal health in check. And, you know, my last episode with Kaylee Means really kind of goes into health and personal health and being empowered to make your own decisions to, to live a healthier life. But I don't think you can be happy without healthiness. And that comes on the individual, that falls on the individual to make a concerted effort to implement a healthy regimen and be dedicated to that. You guys know I talk about that quote. I can't think it who it is. I, I probably say this every single time. Dr. Hyman maybe who says it's important for you to build a basically make your health non-negotiable and you know build a a, a barrier around that a barrier around your health that is non-negotiable. And that's what I have done. I need a certain amount of sleep. I need to be able to go to the gym. I need to eat healthy, even though I had a a big old hunk of chocolate cake last night. I need to see the sun. I need to socialize with my friends. These are the things we need to be healthy. And I think realizing that happiness is just a moment and your health is invaluable can get you on a path of a happier life. But I don't think we should be looking for the key to happiness. I think we should be looking for the key to balance within our life. And that can lead to more moments of happiness. I know myself, I've had moments of sorrow, especially experiencing grief. And I don't regret those moments. But I also live a life and have a regimen that's relatively, that I'm relatively committed to that allows me to experience those moments of grief and not allow them to take over. Sometimes we can get lost in that ocean and you end up grieving more than you are living. And that's okay too. I think that, you know, that's a process in of itself and a whole other episode we can get into about the healthiness around grieving and how to grieve healthy. But I think the key to happiness is to know that happiness is just a moment and that You'll never know the mo- the value of a moment until it becomes a memory. Dr. Seuss. So you need to build a, a barrier around your health that is non-negotiable and to realize that the value of a moment is the most important thing ever. And that memory that you get from it will be something that I think you hang on to for the rest of your life. So I hope you find happiness, Suda Buick. Maybe in the form of a Buick. Those are fun cars. Maybe get yourself a nice vintage Buick. Put on some Cheryl Crow and take a lap around the high school parking lot for old time's sake. But I do think that happiness is attainable, but don't make it be what you expect to experience every single day and every single moment of every single day. That's not healthy. And I don't think that that is a realistic goal. So good luck. Let's see. One more question before we get the heck out of here, guys. Uh, Catherine, the great 98 is back. She wanted to date Matt Rife before. Now let's see what she has advice for mid twenties and how to make the best of your life. Most is similar to 
um, Sammy, who was asking, you know, how to navigate dating in their 20s. Advice for mid-20s and how to make the best of your life. Travel. Travel as much as you can. I know it's dangerous now and feels more dangerous and it's expensive, but do research. Learn about the culture you're going to visit before you go and really immerse yourself in another culture. There's so many beautiful places on this planet and in this world to visit and travel is is one of those things that really expands your mind and brings such rich experiences and memories a lifetime of memories you can incur on one trip i've been so many places and that's the one thing i'm i'm very grateful for in this career in life that i've been able to go around the world with what i do and and make friends across multiple oceans it's it's really really um humbling and it's been such a wild experience but in your mid-20s you you should be making friends and the one thing that i did and i wish i did more is really got to know the people in my path the lady who runs the bodega the guy who owns the you know the laundry mat the 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 mailman and the girl who fixes all of my leather goods like whatever you've got in your life the the circles you make in your daily existence those people who help you along your path get to know them get to know their names get to know their birth dates you know become friends with the people who help you on a day-to-day basis and give back in little ways even if it's just like a little note a donut one flower these little moments of gratitude are what set the largest ripples in the world. I truly believe that. Someone just knowing that somebody else thought of them can change the path of their day and other people's day because they will further put that out further. Pay it forward, if you will. Isn't that the one where Haley Joel Osment got shot? Anyways, uh, really... Really be grateful for the people who help you in your day to day. That's the one thing I wish I did more. And I've always been a very social person. I know we've talked about how my father was with strangers, how we always talked to strangers. And I was taught to talk to strangers and be grateful to people. And, you know, my father was a very social person. And my fa- my mother was a, a, you know, union representative. So both of my parents really cared about people and talked to them like they were human beings that's not to say you're not going to be met with people who've got an attitude we all know someone's coming from some experience you have no idea what they're experiencing you know you have no idea the depths of what they're going through so err on the side of someone's having a crappy day because something bad happened to them so i think in your 20s the how to make the best of your life this can go for anybody at any time in their life I think travel is really important. I think showing gratitude to people in your life is really important. I think finding your purpose and doing something that really makes you feel like you're contributing and doing something that is a natural skill, something you're natural at, anything you have a proclivity towards, finding out how to, to monetize that will make it so that you won't need a boss. It will make it so you can become your own boss and create your own, you know, carve your own corner out in this life, in this world. Really, really digging in and thinking about what you love to do and and where, you know, there, there's these great graphs. I have to write this down for you guys. There's these great graphs. Of course, there's no paper here. This hotel sucks. Oh, wait, here we go. Here's a, let's write this down. 
um, how to find your purpose. I'm going to put that down for you guys. And it's a, you know, it's basically a way to discover what you should be doing in your life. And a lot of it has to do with what you're good at, what the world needs and something you can do to contribute to society. So I will add that in the show notes as well as the untethered, <laughs> I feel like I should just put it in all the show notes on every show, the untethered book. I'll add that as well. And, you know, just for the question that I really enjoyed, uh, the key to happiness, I'll add an article about happiness in the show notes, and maybe that can help you as well. I know I probably gave a more broad explanation than you were looking for, but, you know, making the best of your life really has to do with finding what you're good at and finding a part of what you're good at and how that can contribute to society. You know, you really do have... I think most people have a gift and I think a lot of people have a gift that can contribute to society and, and help other people. And finding that is a real magical experience. I know what I do is silly, but I feel, I feel responsibility and I feel really honored that I'm able to be the best part of some people's day. And I don't take that lightly. And it does take a lot of energy sometimes and consideration and sacrifice and compromise and all these things that all of us probably have to do on a day-to-day basis and it's not complaining it's only certain things take a certain level of consideration to make it work but I do feel an honor and responsibility to do what I feel most natural in my being doing and hoping that that connects with people and that's why I've leaned into this podcast in a certain direction that's why I've focused on the grief survival guide why I have focused on Alzheimer's advocacy and mental health and brain health specifically. And I think how to make the best of your life is is really an important question. And a lot of us should be asking this of ourselves on a day-to-day basis. Like, how can I make the best life today? What can I do to make the best of my day? We should be asking ourselves that every single day when you wake up. What a great question. How can I make this the best day ever? And how can I make this life the best life ever today? Why tomorrow? I sound like fucking a cheesy (laughs) motivational speaker. I just got so hyped. I just got so hyped. I'm like, how can we make it great? I, I, I really want that for everybody. And I know for me how I make the best of my life is to show up and be available and be helpful and useful and show up authentically and, and show up ready to kick ass for, for whatever it is that I have to do that day and be fully present and, you know, also traveling and experiencing and respecting and and, and appreciating another culture and appreciating the people in my day-to-day existence and in being in the moment as much as I can. And that sounds so cheesy, but being in nature and being in the moment and finding peaceful moments and places where you can be there for people for me has made me feel that those are the ways and tricks to have the best life and, and, and get the best out of my life. And I hope you guys got the best out of this episode. I hope that this helped you today. You know, these Dr. Peluso episodes are always fun for me and I, I like to feel like I'm contributing. And if you guys love this podcast and haven't yet, please go to Apple iTunes and leave a rate and review for the podcast. I love to hear how you guys are enjoying it. And if you have any suggestions for guests that you'd like to see me interview, please email me at jessiemaypelusocomedy at gmail.com. 
there's also something I wanted to tell you guys. I told you about San Diego. Uh, I'm going to be in San Diego. I'm in Omaha. Funny Bone tonight, tomorrow night, Saturday. We have two shows. San Diego is February 14th. There was one other thing I wanted to tell you guys. There's something else happening, and I'm probably going to kick myself in the butt for not remembering. What is it? Uh, I'm going to be um, in Joe Rogan in March. I'll get that date out to you guys. And uh, we know that I'm writing a book right now. I'm writing a show. I have all this content ready to go for you guys. I, I don't know when. Hopefully things can get made it's so hard right now to get things made in this industry but i am working my hardest to to make those things come to fruition and thank god there was something i wanted to tell you guys i should have taken some ginkgo balobas today and i can't freaking remember well it doesn't matter i'll i'll tweet about it later well i hope you guys enjoyed this episode and like i said please email us suggestions jesse may peluso comedy at gmail and if you'd like to get your questions answered on instagram on our instagram story that's saturday sundays sometimes mondays it's dr peluso tab on the instagram story i hope you guys can find it there and as always i appreciate you so much you guys are just the best thank you for downloading this podcast thank you for sharing it and you know here's to finding a way to live your best life and and get the best out of your life okay i had to come back because i remembered what i wanted to tell you guys a dream has come true for me that has been on my mental vision board i don't have an actual vision board up anywhere in my house or in my life but the dream that has come true is that Seth Rogen's foundation, Hilarity for Charity, has reached out for me to be a part of their panel on February 17th. I don't have many details to give yet, but I will, of course, let you guys know. I believe it will be a Zoom panel with, with other thought leaders and celebrities speaking on the behalf of Alzheimer's and advocating for caregivers of those diagnosed with a disease. I couldn't be more honored and happy and so looking forward to being a part of such a prestigious foundation and something that is near and dear to my heart. So how how funny the thing I forgot about had to do with Alzheimer's. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of funny. See, sad things can be funny. Okay, I love you guys. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.